Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everyone. This is Jasper Cole. Welcome to a new edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. We are live from Palm Springs, California. Please follow us on social media at One-on-One with J. Cole on uh, Facebook. You can also go to Jasper Cole Says on Twitter and Instagram or JasperCole.com. There's a link for the show, One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Catch up on all of our archive episodes. We're on iTunes iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, and our host uh, family network, BS Podcast Network. In fact, tonight at 7 Pacific, you will hear last week's episode with the amazing Dee Dee Pfeiffer. And congrats to Dee Dee on the big hit uh, on the ratings of her show, Big Sky, which is just doing amazing. And it's really great. I'm following it. I'm watching it. I'm loving it. Um, I hope to be on the show. And speaking of fellow thespians that I hope to work with soon, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. I said, hooray for love. Hello, Jasper. Hello, how are you? Happy Thursday, bitches. Happy Thursday, bitches. Jasper, thank you for that rousing welcome. I'm glad to be back. It's been, we were on a little bit of a hiatus there. And, you know, we had that fabulous interview with Didi and then that fabulous one with Calvin. And now we're going to have this fabulous one with Robin. So I'm totally excited. Well, tell everyone, how was your fabulous Thanksgiving? Because I know you like to cook it up and do it up big time. I will tell everyone, Jasper. Thank you. And if anyone wants to follow me, simply Google Ralph Cole Jr. Thank you. So well, or he's, he's at Ralph Cole Jr. on all the platforms. On all the platforms, the train is coming in. All aboard. Ralph is on social media. Speaking of platforms, Ralph's about to don... A drag outfit because he he's no, going on don't tape say for. Anything. No, don't don't say it. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm okay. just going to say you're you're auditioning for a really great show as a prominent drag queen because as Ralph will tell you, not That's only is his comedic timing wonderful, but he will let you know that he is the one of the premier drag queen actors on television. Okay, and I will bring a bitch down on or off camera. Oh, right. How's yeah. Jasmine doing? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> get your hula hoops. Everyone get your uh, mind right. Get your uh, mind right. Yeah, Sydney to the going? max. 
Everybody do it. Okay, we just go off on all (laughs) kinds of tangents here. But the great thing is, Planet Earth, I love me some Jasper so much. We have so much (laughs) together because we will cut a bitch too. We will cut a bitch in a fucking second on or offset. Okay. And (laughs) we've been doing this for 10 (laughs) years. We've been doing this shit for 10 years. It is so much fun. Okay, so back to your question Thanksgiving. My mother was born on Thanksgiving, the year that she was born. So it always Hover or the Thanksgiving always hovers around her birthday as well. And this year it was two days before her birthday. And I prepared a lovely eight pound turkey breast in Rose's crock pot for 11 hours. That oh. shit was so moist, succulent, juicy, tender that you know it would make the pilgrims uh, enough about your personal life. How was the turkey? <laughs> how was the meal? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so how was the other, the other white meat? The other white meat. But you know what's really great about aromas or songs or fabrics? How or, candle, it, or candles or, or, or synthetic or, breast? Where are we yeah, going? You know, you, you and I are very spiritual, as you know, crystals. Um, I was going to say, you know, how those types of things can really conjure up fabulous memories. And what mm-hmm. I'm referring to this time was using Rose's uh, turkey stuffing recipe. Oh. And it's so fun to make it, and then it smells like I remember in childhood growing up. Right. And, and, you're, that's, and everyone should know you're in the same house you grew up in. So it has a double, double meaning to you for it. Yeah. You know, I just got goose pimples. Thank you for saying it like that. And I just read somewhere online. I just got Kamala Harris's cornbread stuffing recipe. That's been in her family for years. So I'm going to be making that. Um, so they put the, a little curry in hers. I don't know if curry was in it, but I know that there was some hot sausage up in there. And I was like, ooh, that's Okay, I thought maybe for the Indian side of her, they would have some curry or, you know. Maybe I didn't didn't read the whole recipe, but it was just nice. And Rose loves cranberry sauce, so I didn't make it from scratch this time. I did use it from a can. She loved it. And then I made the classic green bean casserole with fried Mm. onions. You know, who doesn't love The Durkies, the Durkies canned onions. Or what? What brand is the same? I I use the fried onions. I use the Kroger in brand. the in the little can. In the can, yeah. Yeah, of course. Come, I yes. Think, um, is wait, who's the usual brand name? Lowry's or Lowry's uh, or Dirk Durkies? Oh, Durkey. Okay, I don't know Durkey. I think whatever the other. The, there's a name brand one, but they're the same thing. It's fried onions. What the fuck? So right, I get right. the good one, and I made that green bean casserole. And then two days later, it was Rose's birthday, so I ordered a cake. You know, I haven't done a lot of fast food because I'm Mr. Paranoid, but I'm letting that go because I know that you know food. You prepared can't get food. it from food. Yes, allegedly, and let's hope. For allegedly. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's so true because you eat out all the time, and I'm not talking about women, but and you have. Oh gotten, my so, god! You know, yes, no. Well, I, have to, I we get we get we get takeout and delivery, but uh, just so everyone knows, I have never. I'm not I, talking about women. Okay, I have yeah. never sat in a restaurant since March or oh, outside no. at a restaurant. No, exactly, and that's that's different for you and Dennis. Because that's yeah. something you guys like do. Oh God, remember all the times you would say like, "Oh, we're on our way to dinner," and I would be like, "Oh God, take go to that restaurant that you took me to once." But now I like Elmer's. But you know, um, but I was going to say quickly. The truth is, I was telling someone today. 
I don't miss, I really don't miss the dining out anymore. I've gotten so, because what we've done is, and I say to people all the time, you know, you're, you, you are supporting the local businesses. If you do takeout, they don't care. They're getting your money, whether you come and sit there or whether you order and bring uh, takeout. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. the waiters, you know, the waiters and waitresses are not getting their tips and that breaks my heart. But, but we're basically... are the waiters or waitresses are not working. You mean they're not working? Well, no. I mean, there's st- there's restaurants right now in Palm Springs where you can still sit outside, oh, and okay. so they're wor- they're working outside. I just don't feel safe even sitting outside. Right. At, no, I don't at the restaurants. I know now. Mm-hmm. Everyone should know. Starting last night, L.A. where Ralph is got put on a very strict, you know, pretty much a lockdown. But what? Well, what it mean? I mean, basically. You can still go places. They, they're just trying to keep people from gathering and being out on the roads for no particular reason. You know, I mean, you can be out going to work or going to appointments or going to the store, but it's, a, it's probably one of the strictest um, lockdowns in the country right now is in Los Angeles County. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, re- I, I just was thinking yesterday, oh, God, why am I living in the place that, you know, <laughs> is just most concentrated, you know, and I just, <clears throat> well, that's a whole discussion of itself. Well, and like, um, but like we said, you know, you still live in a very isolated, I mean, one thing people should know about L.A., if, they, if you've never lived in L.A., it, it, even without a pandemic, L.A. is basically a city with all little different neighborhoods and nobody really likes to leave their neighborhood because the traffic's so bad. So you kind of stay in your own little area anyway, in general, when you Mm -hmm. live in LA, unless you have to drive, you know, for work or something. So you basically just do your same grocery shopping and outings that you've always done. Yeah. The only outings now are grocery shopping. That's really, right. that's really the only outings because I don't even have to go to Federal Express anymore because all of that, all the reasons I was having to go to FedEx to mail stuff has been taken care of. So, yeah, and now, just, and now pot, uh, medicinal pots, you know, any kind of marijuana products are legal. So is that delivered or how that, how can, to, be, how to, that can be delivered, but they, the apothecaries are open. Right. Okay. Got the walk-in it. business. Yeah. So, um, yours, like, because yeah. everyone knows you're not a, opposed to a little medicinal CBD no. oil. No, a CBD oil and the flower. In fact, I should try some of the flower while we're on the air because like, the, <laughs> like, like, like the previous presidents are doing, um, the, the last three presidents, once the vaccine has been officially approved by the FDA, they're all going to, get the vaccine on camera. Yeah, my dad help. my dad said today, wouldn't it be terrible if they all three killed over? I said, well in that case, can we just try them on the current president first on camera? Right. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well that's commendable, that's admirable, that's wonderful. But the thing is, okay, so what do we see? Barack Obama looking really cute. He'll roll up his shirt sleeve. They'll put the vaccine in his arm. They'll roll the shirt sleeve down. They'll will have made some little joke. They'll do it to each president or however they're going to do it, and that's that. Well, honey, what about four days later when he goes into convulsions, girl? You know, or is having some kind of seizure? Okay. Right. So, right. <laughs> it is like that's, 
that's not like such a I mean it's a noble gesture but it's not a definitive gesture for me because that's like well okay that was good for right this second but what happens for you know how is your body going to react to it so well of course exactly i mean you're right they should do it they should do it and then check in on them 4 days later right. or 3 days exactly. later exactly yeah, like the real housewives. It'll be like the real presidents or something, the real former presidents. They should have a, a reality show about that. And then, you know, we could see them five days later all sitting around the table like the real housewives do, just bitching at each other. And it's like, yeah, I didn't have any repercussions. You know, I just had a little soreness at the point of entry, girl. You know, so then, <laughs> so then the American public can just be like, okay, well, you know, Obama, Bush, and Clinton got it, so I guess we're good to go. Okay. So, I know, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I guess Carter. They didn't want to risk it with Carter because he's so old. He's the other remaining current president. I mean, he's oh, like, my. you know, Carter's like in his early nineties, and he's still building those Habitat for Humanity houses, and had cancer. You know, he's Georgia boy. You don't fuck with the Georgia boys. We will live forever just to spite you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be mean, speaking of uh, beloved uh, departed souls, I have to tell everyone, everyone knows how much we love Norma Michaels and that she's a hummingbird that comes to visit me. Okay, so so last night I was watching uh, Sisters on BET, and I decided to flip on up to the other channels, and I discovered, oh, I have TV land. Do you ever do that, like – you have so many channels on your cable, you don't even know what the channels are. So I flipped up to, and I, I hit a channel, and there was a King of Queens. Mm. And there, was, there was Norma in one of her appearances, and it was Norma, her friend Pamela Kosh, who they reoccurred together, and then the dear Jerry Stiller. And Norma had her red hair and feisty, and I remember I was at the tapings, and I called Denison, and we're watching it. And as we're watching it, I suddenly realized, oh, my God. Norma died January of this year. Jerry Stiller died April of this year. And four weeks ago, Pamela Kosh died. So mm. there's three of them in one scene. And then the end came, and Ralph, it was 2005. Mm. One, only my second year of doing Newman Thomas Management. And at that, that means as, as feisty and as amazing as Norma was at that point, she was 81 when she was doing all of those King of Queens. Oh God. I remember that is such a great story, Jasper. And to dovetail on that in Boomerang, I was, you know, I watch King of Queens all Mm -hmm. the time. It's a, it's a comfort TV show for me, like comfort food. And uh, there was a great episode with Norma and I took a still, I took a photo and I sent it to Dennis and so nice to see Norma in that light in her element. She loved working with Jerry Stiller and uh, that was her favorite. And, you know, she always said that was the only job that she was never nervous on, never second guessed herself, never was hard on herself, totally relaxed. Do you know what I mean? She just, they, it was just like, just like old home week. Every time she went there, Sony studios. And, but I just think, I think back to her driving there from, Silver Lake to Culver City and you know she was 81 82 83 by the time they they finished you know wrapping up the series so yeah it's just you know and again with everything happening in the world today and what's all happened this year you just kind of sometimes sit and go wow we 
you got to live every day because we just don't know. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, God, she lived to be 90, all, 95. So if mm-hmm. we could all be that lucky and got to do what she loved to do pretty much up to the, Til the end, just three years before she died. Yeah. Yeah. So we should all be so lucky. Um, but no, so I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Dennis and I, we stayed low key with just two friends that we've already been, you know, potting with over the last year. Um, uh, Julie and I mean, Dave and Kirsten. So low key, we sat outside on the back patio and everything was, was good. I mean, I don't know. How are you, how are you thinking for Christmas? Any difference this year? Just kind of the same or. Uh, I mean, very low, very low key. There's nothing different since Michael is gone. Now I'm not decorating and, right. and Rose doesn't miss it, but you know, we have, Classic ornaments that Rose, you know, once again, uh, vintage things that Rose used to put out for Christmas decorations. And, you know, while Rose and I have been living together, I brought those out and reused them again. And it was a wonderful feeling. But I'm not going to do that again this year because it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And it's only Rose and me. And she appreciates the memory as do I. Right. I will <clears throat> create another meal, ham, a spiral ham. I was already reading about how to slow cook my spiral ham now that I've slow cooked the turkey breast and have <laughs> some sweet hams with that and <clears throat> call it a day because there are no toys or presents that we're going to be exchanging with no. each other. And, you know, we, but this is our reality. It's mother and son here in the beautiful house she bought 55 years ago with my father. I'm so grateful to have her here. So we'll have our desserts and our food, and we do our exercise. We sing and dance every day. So we're good to go. Like, I'm grateful and I'm good at living a, a, a routine mm-hmm. life. And what I'm living is a very routine life. And the people that don't wear masks and insist on having to to roast a pig on Venice Beach, <laughs> it, it's because they they're it's not in their psyche to just be content at home and and do things or think them. about other people other than or themselves. think about other people. Yeah, you know, because the only risks I'm taking are going to the grocery market, and we're all masked and nobody is coughing. So I want to believe that that's all good. And I do believe it's good because, you know, we're 10 months into this thing and Rose and I are fine. So, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm well, using and, that. I was just Go going on. to say, you know, we got to see all those mil- millions of people who traveled last week, you know, for Thanksgiving. And that that's not even going to show up for at least another probably week. And you know, it's going to take about another five days to start seeing the rate of infections going up. But I mean, I don't understand what, what is causing the sudden uptick all over the world, all over the place. I mean, they had always said that come winter time, it would get worse, but Mm -hmm. in LA, in LA in particular, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I don't know what, Mm -hmm. like you said, if people's behavior has changed or I know that in the Midwest where they were not hit so hard, in the earlier part of the year, you know, now they're being hit really hard. But in these areas like California, where we've all been much more uh, diligent, I guess it's just been a combination of the holidays and the different outings. And now, of course, 
Whew, now we've got Christmas coming up, and um, that's going to be a test because some people just refuse to forego, you know, getting together with family. I mean, look at me. I haven't seen I haven't seen my dad in three years, and well, your father, doesn't, your father doesn't really like you. No, in fact, he's there's the restraining order he has against me. I think is lifted uh, mm. February of next year, so it's perfect oh, okay. timing. Good. Okay, yeah, good. no, good. perfect yeah, timing. Just, no, but I see what you're saying, and to your point, Jasper. <clears throat> I mean, we express a lot of levity on the show, which I love, but these are gruesome times ahead. So mm-hmm. I am making – I'm trying to stay home even more, you know, and, I'm, and I haven't looked – I still haven't – I only had food delivered once, and that was when Michael was here. This was before the pandemic. So I'm really just trying to stay at home more because with all these inflated cases, the thing that scares me is hospitalization. And what mm-hmm. if we got sick and can't get into a hospital? And, you right. know, that's the thing – um, and to answer your question, all these upticks, I mean, nobody said anything about, remember the gay pride here and mm-hmm. those protests? Maybe maybe some of these numbers are a result of that. You know, it's not only Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving, too. But, you know, I was having a good talk with a friend of mine, a college friend of mine, and she was reminding me how even in the pandemic in 1918, there were, there were advocates going against the norm. Anti, and, anti, yeah. Anti wearing masks. And because we're in California and we're nicknamed as the wild, wild west, and we're going to do whatever we want to, it's once again living that way again. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't see, I just, I was disappointed in our governor in the first place when he had to do the reopening because I know he right. was being coerced by everybody and economics and all of that, but that was just stupid. So that fucked up everything. Then he goes and exposes himself at a birthday party doing all mm-hmm. the wrong things, doing all the things he tells us not to do. Those people that are already rebellious are going to look at that and go, oh, well, fuck. If the yeah. governor is not doing it, I'm certainly not going to do it. So he fucked us up there. And now you're with the Christmas. I mean, if people were making such a big damn deal about Thanksgiving, you know they're going to just like. That's it. what I'm saying. It's going to be worse. I mean, people care more about Christmas, I think, than they do even Thanksgiving. So and, if they couldn't, if they couldn't forego seeing, you know, the family uh, for for Thanksgiving, they're certainly not going to. Yeah, they're going to see them. We have nobody's even said fucking New Year's. New Year's is going to be a horror because what does everybody do on New Year's? They gather around some fucking ball in Times Square. I mean, it, that's just crowds everywhere you go. Pubs, right. saloons, everywhere is going to be filled with revelers with no masks on because they're bringing in 2021 and it's going to be a better year. Well, it's not. The first six months are not going to be a better fucking year. It's going to but be a you know what is going to be a better year is that it's time for us to bring on our very special guest. Mm. And everyone will remember her. She's a wonderful actress. They remember her from One Life to Live and also Another World. She also went on to be in many, many horror movies. So we have that in common. But she's here tonight to talk to us about a very personal issue and things that are going on in her life. So at this time, please welcome the amazing... Robin Griggs. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You are so welcome, Robin. This is Ralph. This is Jasper. How are you? 
Hi, Jasper. <laughs> I'm welcome, good. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was listening, and I, I'm interested in this stuffing recipe. Oh, oh great. Yes. Oh, God. Robin, you're so funny. Yeah, because, you know, you heard me say maybe that I was using aromas as just a remembrance for, like, as a childhood boy, w- smelling my mother make this dressing. So getting to do it now with her and I'm doing the cooking, it's just such a lovely remembrance. But, you know, you oh, bake. yes. You know how it is, Robin. You bake some cornbread and you get that parsley and some celery gur and some onion <laughs> and you put some garlic up in there too, gur, and some browning sauce and mix all of that together and bake that bitch for 30 minutes. It is heaven. It sounds like it is. You know, I this year, um, my husband did all the cooking. I, I did the mm. sides. I shouldn't say did all of them. I did the green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. and sweet potatoes and it, but I mean honestly it it's you know it, it was wonderful but I'm not really allowed out much obviously mm-hmm. I'm on a lockdown I mean even though I have cancer I'm going through cancer during a pandemic which makes mm-hmm. it even worse right so even even when I have energy to do something it's like I really can't but um, right you know, but it was it was so nice because it was just you know Mark and I and the dog, little Ralphie. And, um, oh, yes, Ralphie! What a great name, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and we just had a really nice time, and of course I watched football, and you know mm-hmm. have to have to try and start you know cheering up a bit, and I think from. Halloween on is like my favorite time because you get so ready. It's like the build mm-hmm. up, you know. So it's I, I'm kind of like it. for an orgasm, Robin kind of thing. You're <laughs> oh, working wow. up. You're working wow, up. you're full yes. of information. <laughs> yes, I mar- yeah, Ralph. We're we're married. We don't really care. We don't care about that Robin, anymore. Yeah, we're I'm married people. <laughs> listen, Robin, that is, a, and I was married, so I know what you're saying, but listen, Robin, it's so funny because, and then the orgasm is the New Year's, you know, with all the confetti. The New Year. Yeah, and, and every- I used to, I, I used to do like, um, years ago when I was on the soap, during the holidays, I would do charities, like different mm. charities and deliver presents to kids in the hospital and stuff. But then I would have a New Year's Eve party with like all my family and friends. And um, it, it's just, it brings back, this year brings back, oh, my goodness, you can't do any of this stuff. You can't have everyone together. You can't bring everyone together. And so, you know, you have to make the best of it. And, you know, I'm not going to sit on a Zoom thing all the time or Skype. So <laughs> I, it, texting seems to be the way. Thank the Lord we have cell phones, Right. Right. <laughs> Well, listen, Robin. Tell it. Well, first of all, everyone knows you from your your acting days and your singing days, and you've had this amazing career. But tell every. I mean, bring us up to speed. Um, you've been bad. You've been dealing with cancer yourself. Um, yeah. Tell us about how how that started and where you are, because Ralph's uh, husband Michael passed away from liver cancer uh, oh, two years ago. I'm so I mean, sorry. Uh, I, you know, find anybody that cancer has not obviously affected our lives, either personally or, you know, right. somebody in our family. So, um, first of all, how are you doing? You sound great. 
Well, I think um, I'm doing a lot better than I was. Um, Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed like August 4th, something like that around there, and ended up in the hospital. And how it all happened was I kept on complaining, you know, I kept saying, you know, I don't feel right. Something's wrong. And so I set up to do my pap smear. I went in and they're like, you need to see a specialist. You have a very sizable mass. And I was, uh, when you hear that, you're kind of like, ha, 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 what? Uh, you know, like, right. are you sure? And so I went to see a specialist and they said, yes, I'll tell you, it is a cancer of some sort, and it's not going to be surgery. And I thought, that's it. You know, this Mm -hmm. this is it. And um, they set up for a CT scan. I went in for the CT scan, and at this point, my stomach is bloating, Mm -hmm. which is really strange. Uh, My stomach is bloating to where I literally look like I'm nine months pregnant. Mm. And... Yeah, and it's not going away. It's not like period bloating. It's it's right. staying. And so what ended up happening was I went in for my CT scan, and the woman's like, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, oh. what? Oh, my and God. she's like, I'll get a wheelchair. And, I, and I'm, I've been walking around. I drove myself. I'm like, I can walk <laughs> to the emergency room, you know? So oh, my God. Here, here my stomach had masses. Mm. And, yeah, on top of everything else. And that's when I knew it was really, really bad. Um, I got admitted. Um, I did the COVID test where they stick that thing up my nose. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and right. And I was negative. <laughs> but um, here, you know, they're like, you have you know, some serious issues and we're going to start chemo, you know, on this day. And my first chemo happened in the hospital. They actually hooked up what is called a chest port, mm-hmm. which um, is nice. You know, it, people are like, oh, that sounds terrible. It's not really that bad. You mm-hmm. know, I kind of feel like I'm RoboCop a little bit, but <laughs> that's okay. Right. <laughs> but but it's it's a way for the chemo to get in and it's also a way that they can take your blood without, you know, puncturing you all over. Mm-hmm. And right. um so I had my chemo and I was so out of it. They had me on morphine and everything that I really can't tell you, you know, I didn't feel any pain or anything. And at that point I was just going through the emotions of you know, I'm done for shock crying and the whole time because of the pandemic I cannot have anyone near me Mm, like my family my husband my husband couldn't even drop off pajamas and see me he had to be met at the door they had to do an exchange no one could be around obviously without masks Mm -hmm. so you know I'm in this place and horrified and my emotions are just awful and on top of that I'm dramatic anyway I'm an actress right you're an actress you know what I mean like (laughs) good grief so I'm sobbing and everything and then the next minute I'm laughing you know Mm -hmm. and um so basically I wasn't given much hope at the beginning I was told I was terminal and um nothing really could be done other than they were going to see how far the chemo would take me and, you know, learn how to just keep me on treatment. 
Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was I went to, um, after I got out of the hospital, they set up for my second, you know, cycle. And the cycles happened 21 days in between, or 21 days, every 21 days. And um, so I went in for my second cycle. And all of a sudden, after that, my stomach, all that bloating was gone. It was completely oh. gone. And except for a little bit in the lower abdomen, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I feel good. You know, mm, this is great. Right, right. I'm like, I lost all this weight. This is great. Uh-huh. Um, and when they did the test, here my tumor marker, which is if you – people don't mm-hmm. know, and I didn't know anything about any of this, but it's called a CA125. And what that is is in your blood work, that is your tumor marker. And the normal range should be zero to 30. I was 1,150. Wow. <laughs> well, well, you so, go big. You go, when you go, know, you go I, big, I right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, but my marker went down from 1150 to then 990. And then the next time it went down to 192. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So drastic things. And this whole time, you know, I'm, I'm, very thankful for, you know, the support of everyone around me, all these prayers and, you know, and my husband taking care of me and, you know, and my little dog keeping me peppy and everything oh. and my family texting. But it, you go through times where you can't walk, you can't mm-hmm. speak, you're in pain, you know, irritable, and then you just want to cry, you know, because you mm-hmm. don't know what tomorrow brings. Right. And, you know, and – you know, it's it's an emotional roller coaster, but where we're at today is last week I had my sixth cycle. Mm. My tumor marker has gone down substantially um, to the point where they decided to do a, a PET scan mm-hmm. um, to see if there was a possibility of surgery. Okay. So now where we stand is we are um, a meeting with the doctors next week, and we will find out what the next plan is. But it's, I went from no hope to possibilities. Wow. And the, the, idea, the, idea, the idea would be, the hope would be that they would able, hopefully go in and be able to remove uh, the tumors or some of the tumors or take well, out the, the stomach masses. Um, I believe the stomach masses have all like kind of gone. gone. Except okay. for they did found they did find like cysts on my ovaries. Mm-hmm. Um which women have what they call fibroids, which are cysts. Right. They're not like, b- benign, you know. Benign cysts. Yeah, they're benign. Yeah. But we have them, unfortunately. And the only mm-hmm. way to get rid of them really is to have them removed. But um I think the plan would probably be to See, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because I won't know until I talk to them is probably a hysterectomy and then mm-hmm. also see how much of the tumor on my cervix, you know, is left because it was covering my cervix at the beginning. So, mm-hmm. so, so it was really, so it's cervical cancer and then the, the, the masses in the stomach were yes. an offset of was, the cervical cancer. It was bizarre because they were trying to find a link mm-hmm. to see why this was, if it was spreading. And the thing is, that it's not spreading. 
Mm-hmm. Thank God. As Thank of right God. Now, it's not, I know, right? And so thank the Lord, I have a great team of doctors who just were like, nope, we, you're young. They're like, we're not, we're not going to accept this. You're young. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight it. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's what's really important is I, I was reading all the statistics. I have stage mm-hmm. four endocervical adeno is what it's called. And it's rare. Mm-hmm. And oh, it I was is. looking okay. at these statistics yeah, I was looking at statistics to where it was like, you're only supposed to live this long. You're only supposed mm. to do this. You're, and I was told by the one doctor, Robin, don't keep reading all these statistics because no. a lot of them are for older people and a lot of them are also for people with other things going on. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what I found really interesting and Ralph, I'm, I'm sure you found this with Michael, was everyone's cancer is different. And mm-hmm. you have so many people that want to offer advice mm. that have been through it and stuff, but it's really unique to that person. You're um, absolutely you know? right. Yeah, it, it's unique. And, and how you deal with it, too, is it depends you, on Oh, you're giving you're me such goose it. pimples, Robin. You're absolutely right. I just wanted to interject and applaud you for some of the takeaways I'm getting from your story. The the most profound one is you knowing something was different with your body and, yes. and addressing it and really being that in tune to yourself to not be like, Oh, I guess I'm just feeling tired. Oh, I'm blah, blah, you know, whatever. You just really were like, Mark, something is not quite right here. Right, that, but you know what? I originally wasn't like that. I thought mm-hmm. I was basically immortal. I refused to get screened or anything for years. Mm-hmm. So oh. it really took a lot of pain. Right, and that's I see. what I, I was like. But I did, I finally was like, listen, you're not 18, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not right. immortal, clearly, because <laughs> exercise <laughs> does not come easy to me anymore. <laughs> let, let, me, let, let me ask you: Did you have do you have any family history of cervical cancer in the family, none. or is there none? none? Okay, and you said it's and a rare kind, bizarre. also. Yeah. Yeah, and and the stomach masses is not something that goes with it, right? You know? And so I I just please anyone listening, um, please, regardless if you feel healthy or not, get screened. There's also right. a vaccine. There's a vaccine called H- for HPV, and that mm-hmm. also can protect you from other cancers. Mm-hmm. That's out there, and get it because you won't have to deal with what I'm dealing with. Right, um, right. And you know How- the, the hardest thing about cancer is just the fact of the chemo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right when you start to feel better after that cycle, it's like all of a sudden you're hit again, like bam. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna end up, you know, back in bed again, feeling nauseous, you know. The whole the whole works again, but you gotta just do it. Right. Had you have you dealt like have you had cancer in your family or have you have you had friends in the past? Had was this all pretty much new to you or had it ever hit close to home before other than just your mm-hmm. own diagnosis? No, this is this is new to me. Mm-hmm. This is new. Now my husband 
you know, he's handled this remarkably well. Um, and I can't imagine what he's going through, you know, knowing that his wife has cancer and originally being told terminal, you know, mm-hmm. that he lost his mother to cancer when he was 14. Wow. So I'm sure this is reliving a little bit of yes. a horrifying experience. And so it, it's a nasty, nasty disease. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It is something that, it almost feels like you could you could not smoke and end up with lung cancer. You could, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, it, it, which ha- it doesn't which matter. Happens. It hits yeah. you. Yeah. It's it just you. It, I felt like I walked into a room and it was like you. You are the one. Mm-hmm. You know, and you feel like you have an alien in you. Honestly, what? I certainly. The one role you did not want to book, Robin, and it was like I that. Know, right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then my uh, hair fell out, Ganeel. <laughs> <laughs> Although I bet you look great, I'm telling you that some some people when they lose their hair they still look amazing. I mean, it, the the whole the shaved head look to me looks really sexy on a, on a lot of people. So I know it's probably hard would, to get used to, but yeah, I I think with the first big clump of hair that came out, mm-hmm. that's when honestly. I felt like my whole world was just done. Um, right. That, and, and I called my husband, he was at work, and I said, listen, you got to shave my head. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I, I'm not going to go through this constantly with each club. We're going to shave right, my head. Right, right, He's like, are you sure? I'm like, nope. I'm like, it's time to, time to just get prepared, do what we got to do. And then the weirdest thing is waking up one day, itching my eye, and realizing I don't have eyelashes. Oh, wow. I'm, just, right. I'm like, oh, no. This is Wait, terrible. Did you wear, are, you, are you one that wore false eyelashes, too, sometimes? Did you ever do – or are you a false no. eyelash wearer? You okay. Know, no. But I, you know what? I always wanted to. I did for photo shoots right. for the soaps. Right. Um, Dwayne Sevlin from Sevlin, well, Sevlin Cosmetics, his cosmetic line, he um, he actually was my makeup artist for a lot of the shoots, and he did eyelashes on me before. But usually I was kind of blessed with big eyes. So mm-hmm. they, you know, coat mascara on me and it's fine. But right. now it's like, oh, my gosh. And then my eyebrows went. And then I'm like, I am not. I refuse to pencil on eyebrows. I refuse it. And and the reason is because I can't. Because one uh-huh. will be like pointed and the other totally will be off. round. Oh, you're right. so hilarious. Oh my God, Robin, you were so that that was just a um a, a side effect of your condition were the eyelashes and eyebrows disappearing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when I get chemo, I I get three different types. And the one type is called Toxel, and that is one of the the side effects for Toxel is you you lose your hair. And mm-hmm. you know, here I'm thinking this is great. I never have to shave my legs again. I oh, right. <laughs> But but then you sit there and then what's funny is as your cycle, as you're going through this cycle, you start feeling stubble, like oh, in certain spots. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, so my hair's going to grow back in like one patch at a time. 
And then I was, like, horrified because I said to my doctor, I mean, I've always been fake blonde, but now it's like my hair's coming in with, like, little white things. He goes, that's normal, that's normal. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. You know, but if I'm gray, I'm gray because people pay for that now. So. Oh, God, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You notice since it the is, pandemic, uh, you start noticing a lot of people that, you know, were not able to color their hair, and we're seeing their beautiful gray hair, and it's almost like, wow, you look better with the with the gray hair but where so where are you right now in your chemo are you on an off cycle right now are you on a Um, a down i just it was uh six cycles total that they were starting me with and then they were gonna just see how i was doing but since i progressed and had such positive reaction i did the six cycles so i'm done with chemo as of now okay until basically I can talk to the doctors next week to see if surgery is possible. That's number mm-hmm. one. If surgery isn't possible, then they're going to try and get it out with radiation and chemo combination. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's one or the other, but it seems to be pointing in the direction of surgery. So that seems wow. to be what everyone seems to want. It would be a miracle um, if if that would happen, it's already a miracle where my it's already are. a miracle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to so say I'm, to you, Rob, I want to say, Robin, your voice emanates enthusiasm, confidence, and health. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you. And and vitality. I should say that because I know that's a big issue for your body now. Vitality, and I want you to know that for our interview. You're on a good day, I should say, you know, without knowing yeah. your circumstance, but you're, you're really lovely to to be so revealing and share it so honestly, because um, it really is a journey that you are on, yes. and you're, you know, so it's, thank you. It's scary. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that so much and more than you know, because, you know, there are good days, there are bad days. I... I'm lucky to have great support surrounding me. And I think being positive, I, I'm an optimistic person anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up to where I was told, oh, you didn't get that audition. That's okay. There's a better one going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. or the big thing was always find something to smile about that happened during the day before you shut your eye. Mm-hmm. And right. I do that. I truly have always done that. And, I feel that one of the reasons why I'm having such a positive um, reports, I should say, positive reports from the doctors is because I'm being positive. I'm not just mm-hmm. sitting there and, and wallowing and crying. And I do have my crying moments. Sure. But I, you know, and, and I think it's, it's a normal thing and I think it's healthy. Well, I was to going to say, you have to. Yeah, that crying has got to be part of it. It doesn't have to be public, but it has to be part of your cycle when you're at home alone in the middle of the night. Cry the fuck out of it. Then when you get yes. up in the morning, it's like, okay. Because you know how it is when you, after you have a good cry. It's like yeah. the, yes. you feel so much better. Oh, my well, gosh. My poor husband. I'll, like, sit there and sob, and he's <laughs> like, listen, it's, you're doing great. He goes, hang in there. You know, he he's very, like, uplifting and, like, 
no, don't let this do this to you. And and then, you know, then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go make banana bread. You know, it's crazy. You mentioned, <laughs> you, men, you mentioned earlier, you know, as a kid. So basically, so people understand you were a child actress, right? You started in the business when you were quite young. Oh, yes. I was three when I started. (laughs) But I I did something that I I really recommend for any hyper child, get them on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I really learned so much from being in plays and musicals Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it, I just kept doing it and, of course, fell into Annie playing that forever. And then um, <laughs> I, I did Nickelodeon. You, play, you was, played Annie until they were like, okay, Robin, you're 22 now. Yeah, um, you're gonna, you can't do it anymore. Gonna, I'm sorry. The sun, the, sun is, the sun is not coming out tomorrow for Listen, you. So. No, the sun is, <laughs> the when, sun when has the said there. started to yeah. – the when the witch is... started to turn gray, they're like, Robin, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't go down no. that spiral staircase. Right listen, and we're not even letting you in the stage door, girl. I don't care who the no. fuck you are. Okay. Yeah, they're you. like, no. <laughs> I, I, did, I was known for stage acting. And then. Uh, sure. The best someone, kind of acting. Yeah. And someone that was in a play with me, in a musical with me, Fiddler on the Roof, ended up being in the casting for, she was an intern, and they were doing a casting for One Life to Live. And she said, I think I I have a girl that's perfect for this role. And she called my agent, and here, she hasn't talked to me since I was five so wow. she hasn't seen me and or anything. And I got called in to just read, you know, and there were gorgeous, gorgeous models and beautiful girls there. And I felt really just, you know, just like, <laughs> okay, here I am, the tomboy. You know? Right, right. And, um, and I ended up going right in from there to Linda Gottlieb's office. I ended up getting it. And um, oh, it was supposed to. Yeah, it was supposed to be six months, and what happened was I left the show, and the fans were really Mm. not happy, so -hmm. then they brought me back, but I already agreed to do a Broadway show, so I was doing Metro for Broadway and training for that, and then running and doing my scenes, and then running back. You know, and it, it was crazy. It was a lot. I burned that, me out. <laughs> was Metro was the one at the Minskoff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ralph, Ralph lived amazing. in New York. Ralph was in New York until 2004, right? Or 2000, until, Ralph? Uh, until 2000, yeah. I lived in New York for 20 years. I have a stage upbringing like you do, Robin, so it's so great listening to your story. That is fierce, though. But, like, grueling going from- Yes. And then running yes. over to the soap opera, and you know, have to be in that mindset. It was it was hard, and um, then I just kind of you know, after Metro like opened and then it closed, you know, like four <laughs> months or something like that after. Um, then it was 
time, you know, okay, Robin needs a break. You know, I, mm-hmm. this whole time Robin was doing tons of commercials and, you know, TV shows for Nickelodeon, MTV, all sorts of stuff. And it was like, no, it's time for me to just mm-hmm. take a break. And I then moved out to L.A. and I wasn't agreeing to any auditions. I, I just was, I needed that time. And, mm-hmm. of course, the first audition I agreed to is Another World. Right. And back, in, back in New York. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's and how it always happens, right? You leave, you leave one area and then you get a job and you have to go, takes you back. <laughs> right. And my manager's like, Robin, just go in. Just go in and they just want to, they want you to read for it. And I mainly uh-huh. sing. Like the acting thing I fell into. Singing right. has always been my thing. So they're like the character sings. That's why I went, I agreed to go oh, and read for it. Then you're like, wait a minute, okay. Yeah. So I read for it and then left, you know, and went home and I thought, okay, you know, whatever. And then I got a phone call. They want you on a plane to New York to screen test. Uh. I'm like, okay. Well, I never got on the plane. I was at, like, out of it, like, as far as do I really want to go back to this type mm-hmm. of thing? Well, then they flew out to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so at NBC Studios, um, I had to do the lines all over, and the big question was could I be sexy because oh I God. was funky and everything else. So I showed up in, like, a spandex white you know mini skirt dress with like a blazer over it stilettos you know i i I love it yes boobs up to my ears or i love (laughs) it giving them cleavage robin you were like you want sexy look at what i can bring so what i ended up doing was i ended up getting the role and signing you know a three-year contract and then they could extend it and it it was it the role was basically after they got to know me they had a writer that kind of was was uh found out how I talked and everything and Maggie Mm -hmm. Maggie's me (laughs) really a lot of me well did you find do you find even today you know soap fans are so loyal and they will follow you forever I mean I'm sure you're still well, well in touch with a lot of fans. Are you getting a lot of support for them during the the cancer journey? Oh my gosh, I cannot thank these people. I mean, as much as I'd like to, I mean, there's not enough thanks in the world. Right. Um, I have to tell you, there are a few of the the I guess pages on Facebook, there's another world, then there's another world fans, there's another world memories, there's um United Soap fans or Soap Fans United. The support that all of these people have given me is just overwhelming. Mm. Um the messages I get, you know, it, it's just been that's part of what it is. It's like it's helped me realize, you know what, I'm going to be okay. No matter what right. happens, you know, I live for today. All these people say it's such a short time. You know, life is so short. No, life isn't short. You've got to just make it 
work for the Make time it work. Right. Yeah, and, and live in your own reality. And I, the fans have been wonderful. And the fact that they're from both shows, you know, I, mm. there are people who know me from one. One of my nurses recognized me from One Life to Live. Oh, my goodness. It blew my mind because I had a mask on, but she recognized my voice. Amazing. Wow. So it's, it's just, well, you know, it's I mean, the thing is, the thing is, you went and you've got the daytime fans, and then you went into the horror world for a while, and you did a lot of, yeah. you know, horror. Because I work as well in the horror genre, and I always talk about they are also such a, a loyal base of fans. You know, the oh, horror yeah. genre is like a world with on, within itself. So you combine the daytime fans with the horror genre, and you're well covered in the in the fandom world for sure. But, which reminds me, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful Lisa Rodrigo of all my promotions who, yes. who does, who does both of our fan pages and PR and that's how we connected with you. So I'm going to give her a big oh, great. shout yeah, out she's as well. Very supportive. I'd I like to love bring- Lisa. Lisa, you know, she, we, we just started talking and I was uh-huh. saying, you know, I need to get the word out there. People need to get screened so they don't go through this. And I think it's very important that people hear a story of really just what I'm going through. And mm-hmm. Lisa's like, well, I'm a publicist. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, well, this is beautiful. So she, I love working with her because she's, she's just, so sweet and so nice, but she's smart. Like you can tell, yeah, she's very smart. She connects like people with people that it's going to work. You're not going to be sitting there and, you know, wondering, Oh, is this person going to talk or, you know, she's very good. Just so I know. So you're at on Instagram, obviously it's at, at Robin Griggs official and on Twitter, is the best Twitter for you at Robin Griggs? Is there also what's the best way people can reach out to you and stay in touch? And I want to talk about fundraising. If there's any particular site right now that people should go to 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 fundraise well, or to help you out, or it's funny Lisa is trying to help me do this Twitter and Instagram stuff because I'm just Facebook. I really am. Okay. So Facebook, okay, for sure people can reach you on Facebook. But the fundraiser, um, you know, I've been so lucky. You know, my family and friends have all, like, started all these fundraisers. I mean, there was even a chicken barbecue. There was, I mean, all (laughs) sorts of stuff. Um, But from time to time I'll, I'll have like a Tupperware fundraiser going on or mm-hmm. something like that. But the whole time I do have the GoFundMe page, which okay. I will send you a link so that you Please have do. it. Please do. That way we can, I'll send um, you the links to we can post so that. that you have because it. the other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, just having healthcare in general, you know, I thank God for healthcare. I don't know. I'm assuming you have good oh. healthcare. But well, you know, it, you know, and that's another thing. Another thing I should mention is my sister designed T-shirts and totes and mugs that they're selling in a store, and that was really one of the first fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And it helped. It helped quite a bit pay for some of these bills because even though I have insurance, right, and a lot, a lot does get covered because if you see what 
they charge. It is uh, unbelievable. Cancer's and, a billion-dollar industry or more. You know, oh, it's, it's huge. A, yeah, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Right. Every day there's a new bill, you know, for mm-hmm. something else, something else. And as much as it covers, there's a huge amount it doesn't. And right. a lot of people think these foundations cover everything, and they don't. The, mm-hmm. the thing is there are so many people to help. Right. And that little children going through I'm much worse than what I'm going through. And so it, it really comes down to they – they end up spreading it out across like a percentage mm-hmm. and to the hospitals to where it could be 2% that they pay of your bill or, you know, mm-hmm. you're still stuck with bills. It doesn't matter. It, it, there's always a bill. And I can't be thankful enough to everyone that has been donating and helping me. And, you know, it's, it's an uphill battle, you know, and I have more to to have to go through, but, you know, Luckily, it, I've been blessed, and my husband, you know, he works and everything, and, and we've been fortunate to have insurance. You know, there are a lot of people right. that don't have that. So, And are, you, ba- are you on the East Coast? Good. Are you back on the East Coast now? I'm, I'm near Chicago right now. Okay. Um, All right. And my family yeah. is in Pennsylvania. So hopefully if we figure out next week about – like if I'm going to go into surgery or when or what's going on, hopefully I can at least go home and see my mm-hmm. family, right. you know, so for the holidays. But, that you know, I nice. mean, honestly, it just depends, honestly, on where we're at next right. week. Right, so. right. Robin, well, I listen, wanted to bring, oh, oh, go ahead, go Ralph. Sorry. Go, no, no, um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up, Robin, in reading about you. Fifteen years ago, you appeared in a video called 2020, an American Nightmare. A deadly virus infects the USA, and soon it becomes a battle for survival amongst a select few. Can you believe that? I know. Well, I mean, it's it's bizarre. You know, what all of us are going through is... I mean, who would have thought that outbreak, the movie, would be reality? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Conta- contagion mean, it, and outbreak. Yep. It's you know, and I deliberately during this whole pandemic haven't watched those. I, Me I either. I haven't have either. It. Yeah, I haven't no, either. No, I, I just won't. And I'm not. I, I. It's funny when I go in for my chemo. I'm there for probably eight to like two, eight a.m. to like two thirty p.m. Just constantly on the IVs. And I literally, my sister gave me a DVD player, and I will and I will watch horror movies because mm-hmm. my time. My <laughs> husband doesn't like horror movies, so I watch them. And it is so interesting when you look at some of the sci-fi stuff, some of the older mm-hmm. stuff, how it pertains to what we're going through. Mm-hmm. It's really creepy. Life imitating art in a very bizarre way. It is. It's creepy. It's it's just like, I mean, who would have thought that you'd be walking somewhere and everyone's got masks on? You're right, constantly, no. it, it reminds me of people like, is that the killer? Is that the killer? Like, right. it's the same thing. Does she have it? Does he have it? Exactly. You know, exactly. It's weird. I, um, Robin, I wanted to ask you throughout your journey since August, 
how often are you COVID tested because you have to go in and out of your treatments and things? I was tested in the hospital when I first went in, and then I was tested again because um, I'm not – I don't want to say I'm not exposed, but I basically am on lockdown, you know. Mm-hmm. I, right, I right. will go out. My husband has a time getting me to actually venture out because I, I don't have the energy a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'll go out. But I'm, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just a bizarre. <laughs> bizarre sure, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. You know, I, I, I want to go do things, but obviously other people are in the same boat as me, whether they have cancer or don't. We're, mm-hmm, we're right. all in lockdown. Yeah, right. right. Just people need to be smart. Wear the stupid mask. <laughs> right. And I and, and I think and, you, you know, yeah. I think you'd like because the time is. I can't believe the time is going. We need like three hours, but I think and most importantly to get the word out to everyone in general, especially women. Be screened. Get your Pap smears. You know, get your mammograms. Um, oh yeah. Like you mentioned, take the HPV back. Um, I know there's, you know, there's some controversy about vaccines in general, but, you know, oh, sure. like you said, um, cancers, cervical, uterine, all these female cancers, a lot of times can be prevented by getting this vaccine. Um, so, and that's not to say that that's why you got it, you know, because you no, and, and yeah. you could get the vaccine and still end up with another right. one. I mean, exactly. it's it really down to what you're comfortable doing, but please yeah. at least get screened, you yeah. know. And and another thing that's fascinating to me is I always thought cancer, the ribbons, you know, that you wear, mm-hmm. the pink ribbon meant cancer. And what I found, I, I've learned so much. There are so many different color ribbons for cancer because there are so many different cancers. Cancer. I pink, pink, is, pink is breast cancer, breast right? Breast cancer. Yeah, and I always There's thought purple, it was just cancer there purple? in general. Yeah. Mine is teal. I'm I'm teal and white. Oh, There's my okay. that are pink. color teal. You know? Oh, great. Yes, teal. I am teal and white, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I was looking at all these ribbons and I thought you know this is amazing that so much of this is out there. And, you know, I told my niece, I said, if I find out that they've been sitting on some cure, I'm going to beat the crap out of someone. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, that's a whole other show. A whole other show, yeah. When I mentioned mentioned that it's a billion-dollar industry, you know, it's kind of like the HIV world, you know, even though HIV, there was not a cure, it, it also turned into a a billion plus dollar industry. So, you know, it's, um, it, it's amazing how the yeah. pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies, you know, they will find a way to make money. So it's a whole entangled web of whatever, but the right. bottom line is you're doing great right in this moment. It's a pleasure to God. It's a pleasure to meet you. And we will be thinking of you and, and keeping up with your journey. And, and as soon as we get that link, on the GoFundMe page, let us know so I can post it on our website. And um, oh, well, it's just been a real, a real honor to meet you and talk to you today. Well, thank you so much. And um, 
I will. I'll let you guys know what happens after next week. And okay. Thank you. Fingers crossed. You. Yeah. I have a great feeling. I just know. I just feel like you're going to be doing just fine. You're beating the odds, and I think a lot of it's like you said, it's attitude and and every you know everybody's journey's different. That's the bottom line. This yes. is your journey, yeah. and, and you've you've already heard the worst possible scenario. Uh-huh. You've yeah. already heard that. So anything else is icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. It's it's anything, you know. I think the hardest thing for me is just the wait to hear right. anything. It's like, oh, right. come that must on, be, you know. That's the worst. That's got to be the worst, yeah. But, but I'm so glad you've you got this amazing, amazing Absolutely. husband and your family. And we'll be – I don't say praying for you because you're going to be great, but we'll be thinking – we'll be sending – Wonderful thoughts your way, and uh, we'll be keeping in touch. And happy holidays coming up as much as we can celebrate, whatever that looks like exactly. for everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, thank you for all the amazing work that you have done in the acting world because I I'm a fan and I I love your work. And Aww. we didn't even get we didn't really get to talk much. But are you are you singing? Do you sing just for your for yourself these days? Um, Cause I know singing you know, is such a big part of your life. It's so funny. You said that one of the things that has really stayed with me that heals me the most is singing. And so, right. you know, I, I was doing like kind of, I did like two different like video things that I put on Facebook for family, friends, fans, um, where I did sing acapella. So I'll send you mm-hmm. those, too. <laughs> Please do. Well, I'm going to be checking checking you out on Facebook for sure, but I just knew that I'm sure singing is because it's such a part of your heart and your soul, so I'm sure that's helping oh, you in your, in your healing as well. It's oh, the great. easiest thing I feel that I do, and I'm sorry, nothing can be just not only singing, but listening to all different types of music, not only Broadway shows, but every type of music. And I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, all the Christmas music. Oh my gosh. You know, and some of these people, you know, I just heard a song that Sam Smith sang the other day that I didn't even realize that he sang like that because you always hear this pop stuff. And it's just Mm -hmm. amazing. It's, It's an amazing time of year to, to actually Sing, listen to music, enjoy. And yourself. don't and don't forget the Hallmark Christmas, the Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes, also. of course, of course, I am a yes. Hallmark junkie. So yes. Well, listen, my dear, great to great to talk to you. Thank you again for joining us, and we will be in touch for sure. Well, thank you, and God bless, and I will I will keep in touch. Bye, Thanks, my Robin. dear. Take care. <laughs> Wow, what a great show, Ralph. Thank you so yeah. much for Oh, you are for, very welcome, Jasper. I this is where I wish, you know, I could do four and five hour shows because Robin's another one that I feel like we've known forever, just in this forty minute she conversation. She was abs- yeah, she was absolutely lovely and very revealing. So it was another yeah. wonderful interview. Yeah. We really score it, big on our shows. Well, and I just think also that um it just makes everyone realize that no matter what we think we're going through, everybody is going through something. You know, everyone's right. got their 
their own journey. And I think it's just amazing her, her attitude. And uh, so everyone, yeah, be, be sure to follow her Robin Griggs, G R I G G S on Facebook. You can also follow her on Instagram and um, Ralph, thank you so much. You know, I'll probably You're be talking very to you like an, an hour from now, but, exactly. um, but in the meantime, have a great rest of the week and everyone, we will see you next week. Same time, same same place. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.